find the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from playing sports to exotic whips. Ain't gotta tell me, dog. I know I'm the shit behind the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from music exec to this podcast. Now I finally feel at home and laugh behind the baller. Yo, yo, what's good, everyone, and happy Memorial Day. I hope everyone had a great weekend. It's back to the grind tomorrow. Short week, y'all. By the way, I almost forgot. (laughs) You are listening to the world-famous, award-winning Behind the Baller podcast. We do not speak about jewelry, things like that, you know what I'm saying? I speak about things beyond the obvious. And before any titles in life, I am a father to three beautiful kids first and then there's golf and then there's money okay my name is ben baller aka the wash lord aka the korean john cusack aka crazy bear aka the ceo of cbc ladies and gentlemen i bring you 1000 percent unfiltered pure free game and this show is brought to you by the one the only dust brothers That's my dog, Miles Davis, and my bro, Jordan Winter, with original music by Lakey and theme song by Illegal Cartel. Yo, I feel weird. I feel old. And basically what I'm saying is that I'm washed, okay? Thought about leaving town this weekend. I thought about a lot of things. So let's get into it. Miles, can you please give me a beat? And let's fucking go. BTB Army, what's really good, y'all? You know, um, my boy Stephen Malbin, he uh, said something on last week's episode of Part 3. He had his wife on there, and it hit different. He said, it's amazing how much you can accomplish without worrying about who gets the credit for it. And please believe me, I've been there. As much shit as I talk about, as much as people think that I brag about things, it's not bragging if you're telling the truth, by the way. There are things every day that people find out that I had my hand in, but never knew, okay? See, to me, as long as we win, that's all that matters, okay? You need to find find a team that is down and stays down, okay? Guys who will contribute. When I say guys, I mean guys and girls. I'm not with all the other bullshit. I'm not with the fucking pronouns and everything. Look, I'm an equal fucking person. I talk to everyone equally. I don't think I'm better than anybody. I compete with the person I look in the mirror with every day, okay? So when I say that, don't, I don't want to get offended. Don't listen to this fucking show, okay? But I'm talking about people who will contribute to a win and not worry about outshining everyone else, right? And I think back to the good old days of IF and Co., you know, we really never had titles at IF and Co., right? Like me and Steve, yeah, we were the bosses, but like he was never the CEO, the president. I mean, if I had to say something on a credit application, yeah, okay, I say president, whatever, co-founder, some shit. And I, I used to dig to that, right? When you know, I used to work in the music business, had a business card, said A&R manager, then A&R director, right? Then vice president A&R, then senior executive. Like, I'm, who gives a fuck? 
You know, I was in my 20s and even my 30s, I just didn't care. And that's why I think the culture of our business at IF & Co., whether it be at Slauson or at the Beverly Center, it worked, okay? Like the questions you need to ask yourself if you're on the team, are you eating? And I don't mean burgers and shit, which is cool, you know, I eat burgers, but I'm saying, are you living, right? You got a place, a cool place, everyone did, right? And some of my employees, you know, they're from the hood, they, they, they got kids, whatever, all right, you, they still get to go on vacation, do their thing, right? You, you driving a cool car, all right, are, are you grateful? That's the most important thing. Are you grateful for what you got? Okay, then shut the fuck up. Let's get this guap. All right, anyways, I'm supposed to be getting off a plane right now from North Carolina with the um, Malbin team. But instead, I have my kids, and that's way more important to me, obviously. You know, um, a Malbin fam, they had a tournament at the legendary Pinehurst. And I mean legendary for real. Top 10 most legendary course. And I wish I could have been there. Trust me. You know, I'm, I'm getting back in my motherfucking golf swag, my golf swing, my golf, just energy, right? But every single minute of the day with my kids counts, right? But anyways, to continue with what I was just saying, even with a team, Right, you think about the Lakers, you think about fucking your job, think about whatever. Even with family, there's a saying that I heard Nipsey say, but I've heard a lot of other people say this, like it, it hits. Not everyone can go. All right. I said that slow and, and I want to say it again. Not everyone can go. I held it down for 10 plus years for my family. Right? 13 plus. Mind you, remember, I was never in a relationship for more than two years, right? And I fucked around and did whatever, and I lived life. I didn't settle down until it was really time. And there was a time I was like, yo, I'm ready. You know, and I knew when I was ready. And then from there, I, I did my thing, right? I might not have been the best husband. I was very far from the worst. And this ain't even about that. I'm just saying. I held it the fuck down. Not everyone can go, okay? No law, no bylaw can force that either. You either know how to win or you don't. Because those who know how to win will win, period. All right? I don't rock with people who throw rocks and then hide their hands. That's some shit that needs to be taught early or kids should have that instinct in them you know that's sucker shit i don't rock with sucker shit and it's wild how people who do sucker shit hate to see people succeed what, what i'm trying to say is sucker shit irritates real ones and solid people irritate suckers and suckers let me tell you about these people they're so delusional at times they don't even realize that they're their worst enemy. You know, when it's too close to you, you can't see it. And if you don't step away from yourself and change shit, you're never going to see it. That's why in several points of my life, not all the time, right? Now, I, shit, as set as I am on my ways, you know what I mean? You have to reset every so often. And that's why sometimes I have to walk away from the pack 
to get that proper perspective. Anyways, we started out last week with Ryder's birthday because it dropped the show. And the next day, Tuesday, Ryder turned nine. We already talked about his birthday party and everything else. Now it's just some like temporary bullshit, whatever is great times and everything. But you know, like the level of shit that I've done for Ryder's birthday and for all three of my kids, it's like, again, on a whole different thing. So, you know, I picked him up from school. Obviously, they're super excited. I dropped off some bomb-ass cupcakes, had a little meeting with his teacher, and we celebrated W's all day until they had to go to bed. Ryder made a wish list this year. He does little small ones here and there. And, you know, I, th- I think he's, I don't want him to take advantage of it, but, you know, he like I, my kids are going through things right now. You know, they're definitely going through a real tough time. And I've spoiled my kids since they were born. And it's my prerogative, it's my choice, and, and, and I've always done that. But Ryder got every single thing on his wish list. You know, and why wouldn't he? Like I said, that's what I do, right? Wednesday meetings, grind. I don't even fucking remember. I should write, I write down my notes and stuff, right? But I played golf on Thursday with my boy, Mark. And um, it's crazy, man. Mark, well, my boy Mark was engaged to Mariah Carey. I know Mark for a long time, right? He was married to a billionaire. They got divorced very recently. And it's so crazy because we talk a lot. And um, they have so many similarities, him and his ex-wife, to my situation. And it's always giving me the chills. And it always fucks him up too, right? He's like, yo, can't believe this is going on, whatever. And he was probably about seven, eight months in front of me. And I remember sitting in the man cave I literally remember the moment he told me that shit was going south and um, that divorce was about to happen. Like they're just, just separation just happened, everything. I was like, bro. And it was weird. I got this vibe, whatever, boom. We started talking. We we're on the phone for like two hours. It was late at night. I'm holding a fucking golf club in my hand, walking around, you know, the man cave, whatever. And he was telling me about his situation. And I said, yo, bro, I'm not that far from you. And, you know, you catch a vibe. You have no idea, you know, is it really going to happen? You know what I'm saying? You hope for the best, but it's like, he's helped me a lot through these rough times. And um, it's really amazing how much business and how much real shit you could get done on a golf course. Now, of course, other people out there, you know what I mean? Oh, let's have some beers. Let's go fuck around. Let's get away from our wives, whatever the fuck it may be. And that's, full, that's cool. But everyone does golf differently, Right. I feel like I'm doing it the right way. Almost, you know, the way that I decided to get married later and whatever else. And that didn't work. That's fine. It's a different thing. But I really thought about it for a second. And let me make a statement. Look at people. I don't know how many times I have to say this because I've documented my golf journey. Because I've had this show for almost four years now. Yes. To all the dumb fucks out there who've played golf, to the fucking idiots with post-college graduate degrees. I'm very proud of you, okay? I think they forget that I actually golf for a living. This is what I do for a living. This is what I've been doing for a living for a little while now, okay? Short while, but a little while. I mean, I'm deep in it, okay? Yes, I'm not a professional. I mean, technically I am because I get paid for what I do, but I'm a paid amateur golfer with a golf show, with golf sponsors, and I will flourish in this golf world. Right, I've already made money. I told you, I'm not just manifesting this 
This is already on its way. I've invested in this. And I'm not looking at the game of golf on some capitalist shit. But of course, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm trying to change the landscape of golf. And don't get me fucked up. I'm not about communism. You know what I'm saying? Like, definitely I'm definitely more on some capitalism shit type, you know, than, than I am about anything else, right? But anyways, we played Bel Air Country Club. And it was my first time there ever. I remember going back just to have a meal there with a buddy of mine back in the day. But it was fucking beautiful. They're going through a $65, $70 million renovation of the clubhouse. I mean, this place is fucking literally just fucking pristine. And I've played a lot of really nice places, right? And I've been waiting because my boys remember that. I've been waiting to get in there and like really get in the right way. And, you know, before my round, um, it's the first time I ever played for money too, by the way. I had some deep fam, low-key, dry hating on me, dry hating on me before my round there, right? Even Ron, my coach, he was weary. But I came out on top and I played way better than I expected. You know what I mean? It's different. Sometimes you turn the camera on, people play worse. Sometimes people put the pressure on them. People can't take it. I think the last 45 days of my life kind of shows who the fuck I am. Now, you guys don't know what's really going on and I'm not going to discuss it, but 99.9% of the people I know couldn't have lasted the last 45 days I had. Anyways, get there, hit the range. You know, it's fucking beautiful. I'm actually hitting the kind of pure. I had a little warm-up session before, you know, at Witset. And um, we get paired up with these two dudes. And uh, both of them, you know, low single handicap. Or in the mid, you know, five, six, seven. And my boy Mark is like probably a five, four. He's legit. He's been playing for a decade or so. And he's he's been a member there for seven years or so. And before that, he was a member at Mountain Gate and everything, right? First tee shot. You know, and there's like 12 people sitting there. It's not like Riviera where they, they say your name, but it's like, you know, it's a little stuffy. It's Bel Air Country Club, right? First tee shot right down the middle. But then from there, it was a fucking disaster, right? I get a double bogey. And I said, this can't be life. But anytime I play a new course, like I play a course for the first time, it takes me a few holes to get used to the greens, et cetera. You know what I'm saying? Even with the caddy, you know, give me reads and anything else, whatever. I'm just... I'm just there chilling. And the whole key of everything is like, look, I want to feel uneventful. I want to swing my driver 30, 60 yards most. Because anytime you try to crush it, if you know anything about real golf and science, it doesn't matter how fucking hard you swing. I'm saying the ones who really understand it, listen to Bryson DeChambeau who fucking hits it fucking 400 yards. He will tell you, I just wanted to feel effortless, right? And by the way, there are no golf carts at Bel Air Country Club unless you are a senior citizen or you get a doctor's note. So yeah, I end up walking seven miles that day and it's, it's a longer track than people think, right? You play from the tips. But again, listen guys, people are concerned about my health and everything. They don't realize that I fucking hit pizza, eat burgers, eat what the fuck I want to eat. I'm in the best shape of my life post 40 years of age. No cap. I feel great and I felt damn good to be outside that day. I've had a really weird off fucking week. I don't know, man. It was just, it was a tough one, you know, and the weather hasn't helped. It's been so fucking gloomy. I, it feels like I'm in fucking Portland or Seattle. So that fucked me a little bit, you know, but I started getting warmed up. 
and I started getting in that ass, right? On the course's hardest three holes, handicap hole one, two, and three, I parred them, right? I even had a fucking birdie. You know, on hole 11 or 12, I outdrove my entire group. And by the way, my driver is like my worst club in the bag. And everyone said that day, that's your best club. My putter wasn't on fire. Like, you know, I, it just was weird. They have a par three there that's 220 yards. And it's the, they consider it the top three, toughest par three in Southern California, top 10 in California. And I parted, had the meanest up and down, the motherfucker. I played so fucking decent. It was crazy. I shot at 83, which is a fucking really good score there. And most were thinking that I might have trouble breaking 100 there. So fuck you guys. And whatever, I'm different. And when I say that, look at my life. Do I really need to explain the shit, right? You listening to this show, I think it's, oh man, you're full of shit. How am I full of shit if, if I have receipts, right? There's two things about me. If I don't talk shit, it doesn't mean because I'm lying. It means because I am just don't want to talk about it. If I talk a lot of shit, just know I'm 17,150 trillion percent right because I just won't go there, right? So the rough at Bel Air CC is a mother, it's death. But their burgers <laughs> after the turn, after whole turn is maybe, they might have the best goddamn gourmet burger in LA. I, I thought the pole lounge was, this shit is no joke. Real for real flames. But yeah, the course, the track is beautiful. There's three different canyons. You're playing around $150, $200 million homes, $80 million homes. Hole 11 is right in front of the weekend's crib. Jack Ma's crib is right there at 12. It's just fucking beautiful course, man. A little stuffy, but shit, you know, like people look at me like I'm this fucking, I'm, dude, I'm, I mean, I came dressed, you know, proper, but I'm saying like, it's just as crazy as it sounds. I'm actually very humble anytime I step onto a golf course. But when the caddies, employees, members are yelling my name, like the moment I enter the parking lot, I hear, oh shit, what's up, Ben Baller? Oh man, it's good to have you here. Boom. Going to the range, going to the first tee throughout the fucking round. And then even when I was leaving, you know, people were like, yo, cool in the pro shop. And I was like, dude, this is fucking kind of awkward, you know? Like, I understand if it's a municipal course, but you know, so this is pretty elite country club. Anyways, Obama played the course just a few days before I did. But, you know, really, I just wanted to vibe out with my dog. And it's been like, we've been talking about this for like 10 months. I've known Mark for over 25 years and he's as solid as they come. It's uh, he's one of the best guys I know. And the most important thing about that day is that I impressed him, which means a lot because he knows damn well over a year ago, I was not golfing, right? And we have so much in common in so many ways. And it's just one thing that's crazy as fuck is both of our ex-wives are only three days age, apart in age. They're both Aries. They're just three days. It's just, that's just fucking weird to me. And if you know what I'm talking about, you know what the fuck I'm talking about. But I got three kids. He got two. I don't know. I, I just think that, you know, we're both from two totally different backgrounds, you know. I mean, he didn't come from super wealth, but he came up pretty privileged. He's experienced, obviously, an amazing, crazy life because, uh, you know, um, I mean, he's married to a fucking billionaire whose dad is probably one of the most biggest names in, in Hollywood. Um, her dad, sorry. 
But you know what? It's like, I don't ever try to get along with everyone. It's never been my thing, right? You don't have to have everything in common to be good friends with people. And I'll go, I've gone a year, two years without talking to him before and we get right back into it. And these are weird things, right? And this is something obviously, shit, he just finished his divorce. I'm just starting one. And you know, there's, there's just certain things, you know, you know, you could be a Democrat, be a Republican. I don't give a fuck. He's Jewish. How my family's Jewish. It, it doesn't really matter, right? As long as you guys can see eye to eye with shit that's important. You could be a fucking... A Celtics fan. If you're a Clippers fan, and really for real you are, that might be a tough one. You know, but you don't got to get along with everyone. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to. And you don't have to like everything they like. But when you do, you know, things make sense. This is for couples. This is for married people. Motherfuckers have arranged marriages. They end up being married for 20 years. Are they happy? I don't know. Just saying. Obviously, there's some things off the table. If you're a fucking racist, you know, if you're some kind of phobia that has to deal with like, whether it be homophobia, transphobia, whatever, then that's just like, yeah, dog, I'm like, I don't know, man. You know, if you're stupid, <laughs> you know, you start getting into politics and certain things, you know, maybe that might, I'm not really the most religious person. I'm not the most political person. I don't care. I just, and like, you know, it's, I'm not going to sit there and be like, oh, this dude is, you know, he's pro-abortion or he's, or he's against abortion. Look, I just think that no man should even have an opinion about abortion. It's not our choice, period period. You know, it's, it's, it's not up to me. It's, it's up to a woman. I'm not fucking told a woman what she should do. You know, um, I haven't been in a situation where that, you know, even mattered for me. But I think the most important part, and I say this in a weird way, right? Like when it comes to friendships, relationships, or anything, just stay loyal. Don't be the dude who says, oh yeah, man, you know, Fuck Mark, man. Mark's a fucking asshole. And then we have Mark. Oh, man, you know what? Fuck Steve, man. Steve's a fucking dick. Don't be that dude. You know? Stay with what works with you. Right? Without having to fucking play both sides of the fence. You know, in golf, you can't move your ball. You can't kick it into a better lie. You just can't do that. That's like life. You have to figure out how to get the best shot off from where you are. And the more obstacles that you overcome, the better you'll get at at getting out of trouble. All right? Anyways, listen. Let's take a break real quick. Just wanted to spit that out there. That's how we're going to start the show. It's a holiday. And um, I need to take a little smoke break. And uh, we got to pay some bills. So we'll be right back, y'all. Guys, if you are a sports better, whether it's every day or when the mood strikes, you need to be a member of Captain Picks. This is the time of the year to make real deal bank. NBA, UFC, MLB, soccer, tennis, golf, you need to come pick with us. We even have live betting notifications to help you win big while watching the game. Our numbers are backed up by data and wins across all sports. So take promo code WINNER 
all caps WINNER, and go to CaptainPicks.com to get 30% off any package. You can get a one-day, three-day, seven-day. You can get a 365-day pass. I always recommend the annual because it's always better to have and not need than to need it and not have it. Guys, we are on fire. So go to CaptainPicks.com to get 30% off any package with promo code WINNER. All right, guys, don't forget CaptainPicks.com. You got to be in it to win it. Yo, yo, what up, y'all? We are back. I cannot tell you how good it feels to have an actual podcast studio inside my house. Like new home, new energy. I have so much shit at my other house. And um, I don't even give a fuck. You know, I, I deal with it when I need. I have what I need here. It's, I mean, eventually shit. I really don't hope, I really hope I don't have to bring everything over here. It's just, it was just way too much shit. I think we acquired. It, that's a whole different story. But I'm, I'm just saying, like, it feels good to just be able to pick up and go. You know, um... There's some things. I still don't have a coffee table. Some kitchen items that I need to get. But other than that, it's like the kids love it here. And that's the most important thing, right? Like it's not even a question. Like, you know, they have like a little kid's room where they can play games and stuff and everything, whatever. And then they have a bedroom, which is, you know, actually a really nice room. You know, Kaya's room's nice. But Kaya's like, no, nah, I like this room better. You know what I mean? And the boys, it's not even it's not even up for debate. They just, they I built them, you know, their dream room with the gaming setup table already in the room. They don't got to go nowhere. And they're just... They could vibe out in there and chill. And eventually, I'm sure they'll eat their meals there and everything, right? But it was really important that we eat our meals together. And, and we started that out day one, you know? Um, I wish we did that more at the other house, but I think I was gone a lot and whatever. But anyways, for those of you who know and know me way before Instagram and all that shit, um, tomorrow is the 12-year anniversary of um, my best friend in the world, Jonas Bavakwa's um, death. Rest in peace, Jonas. I miss you, bro. My best man. Um, my fucking dog, man. You know what I'm saying? Um, brilliant. Genius. Handsome. Fashionable. Just fucking legend. To this day, anytime I take the 73 toll road through Orange County and pass through like Laguna Beach or Lisa Viejo, it's like... I remember coming back from a, a trip and um, I remember the first time actually going to Laguna Beach with Nicolette. I think um, might have been London, might have just been born or she might have been pregnant. I forgot, but I told her like the one area we were in, I was like, yo, this shit just had me fucked up. I remember we did our one year, two year anniversary out at the montage and like you know, I used to kick it there with Jonas and stuff. And I wasn't a big fan of Orange County, but with him, it was all good. And um, he had got me an apartment out there when I was working with LRG and stuff. And um, to this day, when I take the 73, you know, I just, I just pass by, you know, the exit and it just fucks me up still. It's weird, you know, um, mostly because I really wonder what I'd be doing in life. You know what I'm saying? I don't know, but I'd be playing golf. I don't know, man, it's crazy. You know, um, I couldn't imagine Jonas on a golf course, but it'd be dope to see. Randomly, I just thought about my boy Albie. Albie, thank you very much, bro, for the stance shit. Um, 
appreciate you. And by the way, I'll be, I don't know if I publicly thanked you for the stance sponsor for the Wash Lord Invitational, but uh, I'll be, I do got to see you. Every time I pass that Denny's right there, you know, at that street off the, four, the five, I think about you, bro. God damn, that's fucking far. NBA Finals just around the corner. Obviously, Denver's in. And I think Saturday night's game was definitely, to me, sorry, that was crazy in that, that, that fucking Kawhi shot to me at Philly. This was fucking nuts. And as much as I hate the Celtics, I, I respect them. I think Boston got this. You know, this game seven in Boston and their fucking crazy ass fan base. I don't give a fuck how fucking much Miami goes crazy. That game six was fucking nuts. All right. And I just, look, I hope they do. And you know, they say, oh, you know, no one's ever done it in history. No one's, look at, eventually in time, as time passes, everything will happen. Okay. I think that they have a really good shot at breaking that never come back from 03 and, and, and shit. That's cool. Will they beat Denver? Fuck no. Denver is just a whole, it's, they got too much, man. They're, they're just too strong. And I just don't think they'll beat Denver. But look, Boston has showed heart like a motherfucker. They have the talent. They got the bench. They got everything. But again, to have that fucking tribe, that heart, man, look, man, it's something Lakers couldn't do. And when I say Lakers, <clears throat> AD, you know, there's all this crazy ass narratives. Oh, LeBron was talking about fucking his retirement. It overshadowed the fact that Denver won. Said, man, shut the fuck up. Nobody was a bigger hater, LeBron hater than me. I'm still not his biggest fan. It's just the fucking his fans. It's like Trump fans. You hate Trump fans. LeBron fans are just fucking crazy. And people are like, yo, it's LeBron's fault. It's LeBron's fault. The flop, this, that, whatever. No, I thought about it. Look, okay, crazy. Yes. But you just understand, I don't think he's the greatest player ever. But yeah, that last shot, should he have got it off? He didn't get the call, whatever. I don't know. It sucked. It's not his fault. He still have 40 plus points. Is he the GOAT? No, fuck no. I said that already. Is he going to clean house? I think so. Absolutely. I think they're going to fucking do a lot of changes, right? I hope we keep Rui. You know, we got some motherfuckers on there. Just whole game is just all fucked up. Um, but I don't think he's retiring. I think he's still playing with the Lakers for the end of the year. If he decides to leave because he wants to get drafted with his son, I think we pick up his son. I don't think his son's going high in the draft. I'm sorry. You know what I mean? Like I've seen Bronny play. Sorry, man. He's, he's not a first or second round pick. I just, but let's see what happens. This Scottie Pippen shit, though, is just a fucking mess. Like, Scottie Pippen is smoking fat-ass rocks. I don't think I've seen anyone at that level more salty than him. And I hate these debates. Yo, Jordan doesn't win all those rings without Scottie. Look, it's a whole, it's fucking stupid to say. Jordan knows how to win. He's going to win. He is the greatest fucking player that played the game basketball. And I'll say this. It was, oh, he couldn't shut the fuck up. Scotty would never have won any rings without MJ. MJ was going to win rings. That team was good, but they, as good as they were, they like, they were not a super team. Yes, there was a dynasty. It was the whole team effort and everything. 
But him and Scotty were definitely, you know, a great duo. But they were a Batman and Robin duo. They were not Batman and Batman. Okay, like Kobe and, Pitt and fucking Shaq. Not, they weren't at that level. I'm talking about individually. I just feel sorry for dude. I've played golf behind Scotty a couple times here and there, but as like, you know, like me being me in the last 10 years, he's cool as shit. Um, I think his wife has really fucked his head up. By the way, she's a fucking mess, right? Um, if I was MJ, I'm sorry, I have to talk to my son. I'd have to say something. Like, I'd have to say something about that shit, just regardless of him and Scotty. That's just, that just, I don't know. And Marcus is my boy, by the way. I think most people who really know me know Marcus is my dog. But it's not my place to bring it up to him. Let him do what the fuck he wants to do. Whatever. Now, Marcus would ask me about it. He's like, oh, what do you think about this? Blah, blah. Uh, I'll tell him. Please believe I would. And if and when I see them out together and we say hi, I guarantee she's going to tell him about me. Because I know Larsa. Okay? And we've had words. Right? And she's just... I don't fucking know, bro. This is just so fucking crazy. And, and I think, if anything, Marcus is a great dude. I just think, come on, man. There's a million, billion fucking people. There's so many people you could date. Lars, you're just such a fucking weirdo. I don't know. It's crazy. We're going from MJ, Marcus. Marcus owns Trophy Room. You know, it's a giant Nike accountant. Read this article about Nike. And by the way, you see that they released the John Moran shoes. But they dropped Kyrie. And then Ja gets in all this trouble and they, they release the shoes, obviously, because, you know, the shoes sold out fast. Now, I wouldn't wear a pair. And that whole Ja shit's a whole different thing. I'm not going to get into NBA dumb boy shit right now. But um, Nike is changing all the executives. And they're trying to find in new blood, new people to find the next best thing. They basically want to find another thing that revolutionizes sneakers like how Michael Jordan did for the first time in the 80s, right? With the Air movie. Saying Dunks and Jordans are sitting on shelves and there's an abundance of them, this and that. I said this fucking two decades ago. And I even said, I said, look, man, you motherfuckers going in the sixth gear. And I didn't think, you know, like, okay, 100,000 pairs, holy shit. They're putting out 1.5 million pairs. There's like 1.5 million Panda Dunks out there. They went worse. They went harder instead of trying to make it last. They're like, fuck this, let's make our marks. They went way too crazy. And they, they did it to themselves, right? You know, they say there's a classic. You can never get sick of a classic, the problem is when you listen to a Bob Marley song or you listen to fucking, I don't know, a classic song, even when you hear one cover, if you heard 20 different covers a thousand times and keep doing work, I mean, there's covers of every big song. What I mean is like, they just keep, they're not reinventing the wheel. They're just doing different colors and changing little things here and there and do a hybrid of the shoe and then it just, it's fucking whack and whatever. Right? But like, what the fuck do they expect? Now they're worried because, you know, there's an abundance of fucking shoes. No, there's an abundance of fucking people who are lazy as fuck and decided, oh, I'm going to be a sneaker reseller. They always complain on sneakers app. You know, I took an L. This, I, I guess it's different because of my access and who I am in the sneaker game and who I was actually in the sneaker game because I don't give, give a fuck. But it's not really hard for me to get a shoe. And I don't think I've paid for shoes in a really long time except for golf shoes. And even then now, you know, I'm getting seated them, but... I don't know, man. It's like, you think that's the problem? 
shit, man. But I mean, I would love to see some shit change. You know what? I, I you know, I don't like telling people what I like shoe wise here and there because then it gets harder for me to get them. But the Air Max 2021 is one of my favorite new Air Maxes. And I haven't really paid attention to anything else, right? And I just love that shoe. Air Max 270 has always been one of my favorites and so comfortable. And the golf shoe's cool. And I don't really wear, I'll wear Nike Jordans for um, golf shoes for like range, maybe playing a par three or something, par three course or something. But like, if I'm going to go on a trip and I don't want to pack a lot of shoes, I'll wear some Air Jordan 1 lows. You know what I mean? All white on whites. Maybe the Croc ones, whatever. Just because I can wear them regularly and then like you know on the street and then go play so it's, it's cool to have that versatility but i'm rocking some foot joys or some g4s you know what i'm saying i'm coming with the wingtips i'm coming classic old school swag type shit i'm not going with the you know the other shit i mean i do love the infinity tour it's a great shoe but like maybe if i'm in shorts or something but you know i'm really 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 serious about you know how i dress on on a golf course especially at a country club or somewhere dope anyways had the kids this weekend and um, our original plan was going to Universal Studios, do all the rides, spend the day there, you know what I'm saying? Fucking Ryder loves Cleo's Chicken Shack and then um, Krusty's Burgers and all that stuff and everything. But last minute, the kids decided they wanted Lego sets and Hello Kitty stuff or an American Doll, American Girl, whatever the fuck the place is called. So I was like, all right, cool. Let's do that. Save me over $1,000. Let them get whatever the fuck they want in the Lego store, American Girl. And I was like, shit. Doing the VIP experience at Universal is like three, four Gs. And then food and souvenirs, all that stuff. It's like, nah, man. It was actually a dope-ass day. You know what I mean? We we got to kick it. The sun was out a little bit. But really, it's like the first part. They're so excited. We give each other a hug. And we're just, they're just smiling. And they're so happy to see me, you know? And it's just like, the hardest part is dropping them off every single time and seeing them cry in the car. I hate it. And like, we'd be like, oh, you know, it's a few more minutes left or whatever. And I'll pull over like, you know, half a block before and just have a little timer going. Cause like London's like, you know, dad, why can't we just stay? Boom. And I can't really explain it to me, you know, because it's like, it'll get there. I'm like, don't worry. You guys will be sleeping at the crib. We'll be chilling. Everything be good. But um, I also think that they're not just in shock by everything that's going on. It's a lot, it's overwhelmed, but I think they're in shock that the last three times that I've seen them, that I've cooked for them. You know what I'm saying? Like I cook lunch and dinner. And by the way, once I figure out how to make their grandma's picadillo, it's like game over. You know? And, you know, I'm the fucking, I'm, you know, I was a breadwinner. I was a provider. Did I want Nick to get a job? I was like, go get one. Help their start a business before we fucking even began divorce. I was like, yo, do something. You need to find a hobby. I found one, but you know, it's how I make a living. I never really had a hobby other than like, you know, collecting art and, and whatever sneakers and certain things. Even sneakers is like made money off it. Art, my money off the car shit. When you see me buy a car, I'm going to flip it later. So always, you know, something into it with that. But, you know, look, I'm going to teach my kids how to make money. I'm going to guide them through life. That's a given. But if you teach your kids anything, as obvious as it may sound, you need to teach them how to love people individually. My kids don't give a fuck. Like, oh, how come black people are so worshipped? Or this and that. They have Indian friends. They got Mexican. They got Italian. Whatever the fuck it is. They have everything and they don't think about it at all. They don't sit there and be like, oh, I'm scared of this person for this, whatever. 
They are cool with everyone, okay? Because racism, it starts in your home, period, all right? And DNA doesn't always determine family. Love does, right? Because I've had family do me dirtier than my enemies have. So I don't always go by that, right? Oh, their family have to shut the fuck up, man. Family is important. Your brother and sister, that definitely is a different story. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it is. Teach them resilience. You got to. Adversity. And even though I wished that my kids could have grown up with both their parents together, at least to like maybe 20, you know, or was it when Kaya became 19 or something, went to college, you know, I tried. Right? I know this will help London Ryder and Kaya later in life. It's going to toughen them up. My only care in the world is to make sure they're as unscathed as possible. It's just basically my job. It's things beyond my control that have been done, you know, and um, it's actually mind-blowing. But anyways, no matter what, I think it's pretty obvious to them that I'll always be their provider and their protector. I'll always, always protect them and provide for them. I know that because they come to me for so many things. They know. They know what time it is. You know what I'm saying? I was going to continue with some sports shit, but you know what? I was just thinking about something because I was with my kids. and um, This is actually Tuesday when I took them to Target to get this one last thing for, for Ryder. And the level of divide and just arguing and complaining and people not getting their respect for this and this and this and just, you know, the marches, the protests and the shit. It, it, look, it's going to get to a point where Democrats will say, oh, Republicans drive Toyotas? Okay, it's time to get rid of all those Toyotas. You can't drive Toyota. Fuck that. More so probably on the other side, but I'm saying at the same time, Republicans will say like, oh, the liberals eat at Subway. It's time to buy sandwiches elsewhere. When the fuck will the side choosing stop? Okay. Like when it actually matters though. And I get it. There's, you could be outraged about fucking anything. The platforms and the people, compl- I can't. And it just slides on my timeline, whatever Elon Musk is doing. I don't give a fuck what Elon is doing. So, well, it affects us all. Yeah, it does, but it's like, maybe it makes it more difficult. But the boycotts and protest shit, it's like, what the fuck is going on? Agreeing to disagree is no longer even a good thing. It's like people forget why they hate someone only because they want to please a friend or solely go against someone they dislike for a petty reason, right? I've told people, I said, don't choose a fucking side. You know what I mean? Like, know the story. I mean, I haven't told anybody the story. I've talked to less than fucking 15 people and had like, when I mean real conversations, right? I've, I've had some meetups here. And I'm talking about like, I haven't talked to my mom. I've talked to Sophie. I'm not replying to fucking DMs. I have fucking 1,700 unread text messages. I just got a brand new phone number, Right? They ain't the flex. I'm just saying I'm not talking to people. It's just people are like, oh yeah, I can't fuck with, I can't fuck with your wife anymore. I was like, dog, you do what the fuck you want. I'm not telling you to do whatever. I don't care. Right? But when I see people just like 
well, Ben doesn't like him. So, man, I'm not saying be best friends with somebody, but it's like, I just wonder if people understand how to fucking live in society anymore. You know? They want to cancel Target now because of the celebrating pride shit. Now, look, I do not agree with LBGTQ clothing in kids' sections because kids don't even know who the fuck they are yet. All right. You'd be like, of course, you could see that. Oh, that kid was doing double J. He was, you know, likes to wear makeup, likes to do this and certain things. I have friends whose fucking sisters put them in makeup when they're kids. They're fucking fine. They have no, no kind of gay bones in their body, whatever. Boom. It's like, but, you know, 16, 17, okay, fine. You could argue about it. But five or six? And some, you could be feminine. That's great. It's fine. But to promote Satan and promote, LBGTQ things to little kids. It, I don't agree with it. But I'm not going to stop shopping at fucking Target. Are you fucking kidding me? Like I said, I was there this week with my kids. I love Target. Just saying. It doesn't mean I'm going to go boycott and do shit like people, man. It's just like, what the fuck? I don't know. Just something I had to bring up. I just thought about it because I was like looking at this fucking Target bag right now. I was like thinking like, it's the last fucking thing I'm, I'm worried about. Anyways, the PGA story of the week obviously goes to fucking Michael Block. Like his shit was just incredible. And, um, you know, they're still blowing up the story because it, it's, there's haters. Oh, they want to talk about Brooks. Anything to not talk about love. Shut the fuck up. Brooks has been talked about quite a lot. All right. I watched the Charles Schwab tournament this week. Obviously, Michael Block didn't play so great. In fact, he dead last. Plus 15. Who gives a fuck? He's playing next week. He's going to have an exemption next year for the fucking PGA Championship. Look, I love to see it. You love to see it. Stop it. And fuck you, not because he's team tailor-made and he's on the same team as me or because he's almost my age. It's because he's one of us and he's a good dude, right? He shined on one of the hardest courses, one of the hardest tournaments a fucking major played his ass off. I want to see a lot more of dude. Okay, by the way, I'm going back down to Carlsbad in a couple weeks. You know, I'm usually in Carlsbad, San Diego, like at least once a month. Obviously, there's shit going on. There was shit going on when I was going out there. I went down there to clear my head. Going back down, got to get this vessel collab going, a couple other things. Probably a couple weeks, maybe sooner. Because I got to get back to training. I got to get back to the kingdom. I need to see my dog, Stranger. I need to see Trotty and the whole TaylorMade team and everything. By the way, guys, speaking of San Diego, we are announcing the course very soon, which I'm sure most people know. But for the WLI in October, it will be in San Diego. All right. North County. And uh, in fact, well, it's not today because the bank is closed today. But I'm about to put my money down for the entire tournament so guys, get ready. Subscribers on Instagram will get first dibs again, all right? But there'll be more chances this time. I'm going to let the public play. I fucking love this course that we're playing at. This will be a way less sponsor-driven tournament, okay? Might have two, three major sponsors. I'm pretty sure Michelob Ultra's coming in, TaylorMade, of course. Might have one more small one, but that's it. I want more people from the public to play. No one really got to play before. I don't want to have too many corporate foursomes and shit like that. No, we're going to have a few and I want people to play. We're going to have a full house. It's going to be fucking lit. Next year, WLI is going to be fucking even 10 times better. The rest is on me and Popeye. All right, that's it. I just, just wanted to say. 
tomorrow's Tuesday, right? Yeah, Wednesday, we are going to announce my partner, the winner for the contest for this 2v2 battle, which is J.R. Smith and Stephen Malbin versus me and whoever wins. And that's going to be filmed live on part three. I'm going to figure out some giveaways. I'm probably going to get, you know, a tailor-made driver, you know, nice little gift pack, some other shit, maybe a full Malbin outfit, some expensive ass clothes and get that going. But more importantly, you're going to get to fucking play with the fucking an amateur who's trying to go pro and then a legend like Stephen Malbin and you're going to play with me. And I get my handicap playing stroke play. It's going to be lit. It's going to be dope. Friday night, I had a subscriber meetup at the Sandington Mall, Dave & Buster's. It was dope. I had 16 people. Um, thank you, Dave & Buster's. Thank you, Popeye again. Thank you, Jeff over there. It was dope. It was really lit. Went down, you know, ordered some appetizers, had them fire-ass Catalina nachos, had them garlic fries. Everyone got, you know, refreshments. And, uh, you know, I gave everyone a $50 or $70 gift uh, power card. We chilled and, and vibed out, played some games, hit some jackpots, played some Halo. And I got to really interact with, you know what I'm saying, with uh, my subscribers. It was dope. It was, it was a long time coming and I'm glad we got to get it done. But my next meetup, is either going to be in San Diego and we're definitely doing one in the IE. We're going to do one in the Inland Empire. Got to figure out when we're going to do it, but it's going to be dope. I'm going to try to get it done in the next couple of weeks. IE, if you are in the IE or deep SGV, yo, stay tuned. Make sure you, you know, hit the subscriber shit. Understand again, let me break this down. What it cost me to have one person there could pay for fucking 40 subscription fees. No, shit more than that. It, it pays for over a year in subscriber fees. So it's like, what you get? And then plus, I will have this garage sale. There's a bunch of junk sitting at the fucking house. I got to figure that out. Speaking of garage sales, I do have a um, closet sale from shit that I got in February on network. It's dope. It's going to be some stuff that I just, you know, I get seated so much shit. And I got a bunch of cool shit like, I don't know, middle of February or something and um, putting up nice shit. You know, Balenciaga and the other people have sent me cool things and yeah, it's just time for get all that shit going. By the way, I have been searching for Sriracha for the last five, six weeks. I've gone to Nijia. I have gone to fucking H Mart. I have gone to 99 Ranch. I have gone to all the Asian stores. I've gone to Target. I've gone to fucking every grocery store. And I'm like, what the fuck's going on? Are they just like, they're just too good? Are they on some weirdo shit? And then my boy Evan from LA in a minute broke it down, right? And the company, which is based actually near the IE, or actually Irwin Dale, we'd be considered the IE, I think. They got into a dispute with this pepper company. And I forgot what it was. It was 50,000 peppers a month or a week or some shit, but it was so crazy. So there is an actual shortage of sriracha in the United States of America, not just LA. And one of my subscribers, Jordan Zhu, brought me two big ass bottles Thank you, Jordan. That shit was fucking amazing because it's like every morning I make my eggs, put that shit on fried rice. I put that shit on fucking everything. Like, fuck. So I'm going to have to ration that shit out. I hope they figure it out. This is fucking crazy. Um, Got to give a rest of peace to my boy, William, Billy Washington. He is a famous black stuntman in Hollywood. Um, he actually brought me into Platinum Riders, my first motorcycle uh, club that I was in. And then obviously I went over to Kaki. Um, there were some issues going on there. And I never had an issue with him. It was just, he's a really good dude. Um, 
fucking had a heart attack at his son's baseball game, 65. It's fucking crazy. Just fucked me up. You know, um, Billy was a dope, he was a good dude. And, um, you know, pulled up to his funeral on Thursday before my round of golf and uh, really stayed in the cut. Some people were like, hey, what's up? How you been? Wasn't there to catch up with nobody. I just was there to pay respects. And, um, you know, Billy was the stunt coordinator for uh, Biker Boys. He brought a lot of people in. That was dope. You know, that was my first movie um, doing shit with uh, on a motorcycle level, not being an actor. And then, um, you know, he put me in a little John video with Ice Cube and all that, where I played a roll call, where I played the Asian gang member and stuff. But anyways, rest in peace to Billy. The weather was real gloomy, was fucked up. It's been that way all week. And that just kind of set me weird. It just made me think about that time. I lived such a fucking different life then. You know, I was engaged. Like, I lived such a fucking different life. It's just fucking crazy. And everyone, some of those guys I haven't seen in fucking 15 plus years. But rest in peace, Billy. My condolences to your wife and to all your kids and your grandkids, man. Guys, my Be Better merch sold out. BB Ben Baller stands for Be Better. Okay. We only ran a few hundred units in each, and this shit is so much better. The blanks, the quality, the embroidery, the screen print that's on there. It is so, this is the best merch I've ever put out. And I'm so proud. We just did like a fucking shock drop. But I'm about to have an evergreen line now. I'm going to be putting out so much shit that's fucking dope that you can wear every fucking day. And it's all positive messages. Like there's dope things like golf will always be there for you. You know what I'm saying? And cool sayings on there that, that just are motivational, right? Just I'm going full lifestyle, clean, again, high quality, be better merch, back nine Ben. I'm excited, guys. You know, Lakers collaboration, by the way, got pushed. And I really wanted to get this shit out before the fucking season, but the Lakers got involved and they decided to buy a bunch. And that's actually good for me because that's the money. And, um, you know, it's way better situation. I'm going to have my shit on the Lakers site. I'm going to have it in the, in the crypto.com, aka Staples Center. So I'm excited about that. But I am excited about the golf stuff that I got going on. I got these amazing gold divot tools with birdie corn coming out. I got these staff bags with, with Vessel. I have these golf shoe or just shoe bag, period. I have so much dope golf shit coming out on network. Shout out to the whole network crew. Cannot wait for you guys to see it. And um, that's about it, man. This LA weather is just really depressing. And I've been able to, I haven't been able to sleep all week. And I guess also just because I miss my kids and stuff and everything. I've been getting like four hours a night. It's really fucking me up. So I need to start getting on that melatonin shit again. But um, that's it, guys. You know, I hope to have a little bit more of an exciting week. But, I, you know, I will always continue to spit free game. And hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. Guys, this is not your practice life. And I love you guys. And always remember... Make it a great day. All right. Hope everyone has a great, great, great week. I'll see you guys back next Monday. Lakey Lake, take us out of here, y'all.